All right. Uh, it was a good little intro. Uh, today we have a very special guest. Uh, she goes by the name of Nasreen or Miss Kamali wow. or, or, or Professor Kamali or Teach <laughs> or Miss Teach. Um, extraordinaire. <laughs> what are what are some of your nicknames actually? I... People call me Nazrin. Uh huh. Naz. Naz. How about Naz? Do you get Naz? Not Naz. 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 Yeah. And what about your students though? Miss Kamali. Oh, they don't get they don't get any leeway, huh? No, no. They know my first name. They begged. They begged to like find out my first name, and I was like, my first name is Nazrin. So some of them are like. Hi, Miss Nazrin Kamali. I'm like, hello, how's it going? They're like, I know your first name. I'm like, cool, I know yours too. And they're like, I, I know where you live as well. <laughs> I have your address on file. I, I say that sometimes, like, I know where you live. They're like, really? <laughs> That's a great threat. I'm going to talk to your parents on Parent Teacher Day. Yeah. So these have all been very, very obvious hints to what our topic is today. Would you like to introduce our topic? It is about teaching. You. Well, yeah, that too as well. I actually wanted to talk to you uh, because of because of your noble profession that you're in. And I wanted to, first of all, thank you for doing what you do, because I know it's a highly underrated, undervalued uh, thing to do. Uh, teachers definitely need to be paid more. I can highly attest to that. Um, and yeah, it's I, I've heard from a lot of, because, I, because I'm... Um, I work in schools sometimes when I'm doing sort of after-school programs or daycares, and we're often in touch with the teachers or the principals there or, or the community uh, community coordinators, those types of folks. We kind of get a little bit of insight as to as to what it's like for the day-to-day of a teacher. So yeah. I'd love you to give some more detail on, first of all, maybe what um, pushed you towards uh, this profession in the first place and then kind of what it's like once you're in there and maybe also talking a little bit about the bureaucracy and whatnot if there is any of that that you've personally dealt with yeah um I actually did not know what I wanted to study when I went to school when I graduated high school and I went to university I was kind of mm-hmm. taking random classes and then I went away for a year of service and in my farewell gathering I was sitting and talk to, talking to one of the house members. And he was saying, um, Nasreen, what would you like to do when you go back? And I said, or I think he said, what do you miss and are looking forward to when you go back? I'm like, well, I miss um, being with the junior youth and the children classes. Like, I just miss being with the kids. And he's like, you should become a teacher. And I was like, oh, okay. So when I came back, that's what I did. I just decided to become a, a teacher. Suggestion. Pardon? It's a good person to get a good good um, place to get suggestions. Right? I should say. Yeah, I actually, yeah. my mom's like, you should be a midwife. You should be a nurse. Ooh. You should be in all these things up in like the field of health. And I was like, no, are like appealing at all. But then I was like, actually, yeah, I would. I really enjoy teaching. I enjoy being around students. So then I did my undergraduate, and then I just did my uh, teaching degree three, four years ago now. So I've been teaching for three years, and here I am, my third year teaching in a full time so, contract. Woo-hoo. So that's that's actually a good accomplishment. Um, I know sometimes people bounce around a lot as yeah. as um, I used to call them substitute teachers. What's the new official kind PC term for that now? Yeah. Is it a it is teacher on call? TOC teachers teaching on call, which is T T O C. It used to be called, oh they added an extra T. I don't know why it's so annoying. It's you can just call okay. it TOC teacher on call. 
what if you're a rabbit that's a teacher on call then you're like an r toc i guess or something like that yeah or like a janitor that's teaching jt anyways that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's just they you have to, to like it, emphasize it's a teacher yeah they wanted to make it like um welcoming for all because teacher teaching on call not just right. teacher on call <laughs> i would have preferred <laughs> not your average not your average teacher i don't i don't know they're, they're <laughs> it sounds like a Russian word. Nyat. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. So, so you started off. Where Where did you start off teaching? So I got my practicum. I did it in Maple mm-hmm. Ridge, um, mm-hmm. at a school that had cyber, like cyber class, which means that my students did not actually show up on remote. Thursday. Yeah, they do remote remote learning. So they would. Um, come to school Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then learn from home or like check in from home on Wednesdays and Thursdays. So that's what I did for um, half a year. And then as soon as I graduated, I got to a temporary position, which I was in for two years. And then I rolled over into a continuing position, which is why now at the same school, pardon? The, the, those two positions were at the same school that you had your practicum at? No. So my practicum was in Maple Ridge. That finished. And then um, I applied to work in Coquitlam District because I just did not want to commute all the way to Maple Ridge. And then yeah. um, I got hired in SD43, which is in Tri-Cities area. Oh, I know about Burnaby 41. That's yeah. the one I know. Yeah. Yeah, there's different districts. Yeah. And then as soon as I got hired into SD43, I may be substituted for like three weeks and then um i got a position which i was in for two years back to back and then three years is not a lot of time to 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 be lingering in that part-time sort of spectrum which is pretty cool um so i was going to ask before we move on too quickly so the first school that you did your practicum practicum at is that a regular school or was that like is it is it like a regular school plus it had a separate section for certain folks that needed to do work from home or was it like a separate institution that was only uh, catering to people who were doing distance learning? No, SD43 has a lot of interesting programs and they're all public. So that the two schools have what are called cyber classes. They have environmental classes where you legit just don't like, you know, learn inside, you go out in the environment to learn. And they have Mm -hmm. a high school, which is go at your own pace so oh yeah yeah yeah. so they have a lot of different things and they're all public so i mean it's a pretty small district so they can do whatever they want so it's pretty chill yeah i uh, so a friend of mine faron who did substitute uh teaching for a while just just to use the layman's term for it he he said that there was a lot of good pros and cons for it in the way that sometimes you would hear about uh something like really late, like either the night before or even the morning of, and you'd have to decide basically on the spot, do I want this shift or not? Mm-hmm. And then obviously, if you keep saying no to things, they may like stop turning to you, which could be, I guess, a drawback on that. But yeah. also, I think it gives you that option that gives the flexibility whether to do it or not. I was going to say between being um, a TTOC and being a full-time professor or teacher, uh, what what how does this, do the students treat you drastically different or is it relatively the same? No, completely different. When you're a substitute teacher or as they call it a TTOC, it's they don't they don't know who you are. They don't know how you run the class. Even you, when you go into the class, all you have is a piece of paper and you don't know their routines. And it's very like, what do I do? Like, how do I structure it in a way where they will? First of all, you want them to like you. You don't want them to be like, oh, it's a lame TOC. And then of course. And also they they 
they tr trick you a lot. They make you think like, I remember this one time this kid's like, oh, I have to go grab something from my locker. And I was like, what do you need? And he's like, oh, I need this. And I was like, okay, go ahead. And then he didn't come back for like 20 minutes. I'm like, where'd you go? He's like, oh, I'm, you know, stuff places. And I'm like, dude, you know, you can't just like just walk around the school. But again, how was I to know he didn't, you know? So, yeah, because you didn't know him and his habits and yeah. his, I guess, like, yeah. his tendencies to maybe and do then, that sort of thing. And i tell you this funny one. I yeah. was substituted in this one class. I, I walk in. Or I'm sitting there in the class. It's a uh, theater class. And then the uh -huh. student walks in. He goes, heck yeah, no teacher. We can party. <laughs> I looked at him. I was like, um, I'm your teacher. He goes, oh, shit. <laughs> didn't know that i was a teacher <laughs> and, and can you explain to the fine folks listening why he might have had that impression no, no reason if you don't mind why why would why would that be <laughs> i don't know i'm just wondering if you want to share maybe why he was confused by that because of my youthful appearance of course well you've always had that youthful appearance ever since i saw you but what what's another let's say uh signature of mind you know it's just yeah. not coming to mind. It's just very short. I can't uh, seem yeah. to... We, we do have a short time in this interview as well, so maybe we should move on from this topic anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so cool. So so you, luckily, very uh, thankfully, you did get that full-time position within a matter of weeks after after subbing for a while, and then you got you got your... So what would, tell us a bit about your first class, your first official classroom and what they were like oh, and what, how you sort of okay, so treated that. First class... It was three weeks in September, and they had an, another teacher who was also just covering for the main teacher because they know they didn't know when she would come back. So I came in. Mm -hmm. Oh man! And the kids were mean. They were rude at the cough. <coughs> Excuse me. This is not anything to do with what's currently happening. Um, I like the pre-warning. Excuse me. I have to cough. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to cough into the computer. Um, I get it. Um, so they, I, it was, it was very hectic. I had students who were not listening to me, but it was because mm -hmm. September, honestly, is the time when a teacher can like set a lot of like ground of how they want their classroom to be like, and students. The tone, right? Overall tone. Yeah, and students are very nitpicky when it comes to like that's not how this teacher did it. I'm like, dude, I'm mm. not that teacher. I'm this teacher. Like, I'm who I am. You can't just compare me to someone else. So um, yeah. it was very difficult. I cried a lot because mm. I had like mean parent. That school was really, that was a really hard school. Even though I enjoyed it, it was a very tough first year. Second year rolled around. I had the same students, but there were grade, like they went from grade four to grade five. And I had a whole- A little bit older. Yeah. A and, little bit more mature. And then, but they also had me for a whole year before that. So they knew how I was like, and it was a mm -hmm. lot easier to transition right. in my second So year two is definitely better than year one. Year one can be a big uh, hurdle or, or yeah. a speed bump. Yeah. Whereas now in my, my own, this is my classroom. I set it up the way I wanted it to, which was a lot better because the other one technically- I was just in someone else's classroom teaching, even though right. I was there full time for the whole year. It just wasn't my classroom. The other teacher yeah. had her stuff up everywhere and I had mm -hmm. like my stuff in a corner. But now yeah. currently I have my own classroom and I can do whatever I want with it. No one can come and touch it. So 
that and I can imagine that's difficult and awkward because like if if, if it's not really your environment that you've set it's it just feels like you're a guest in your place which is kind of weird yeah yeah Actually, that's funny. That reminds me of a story which is not really related to, to teaching or anything. But I remember when I first bought the apartment that we're living in now, uh, Fernando was living in here first before we were married. And every time I would come visit, even though I technically owned it, like my name was on the lease or whatever or on the, on the deed, um, I, it felt weird coming to like another place that mm-hmm. it felt like it didn't feel like mine because it was. Yeah. So anyway, there was a weird little little connection that just came into my mind. Yeah. Completely unrelated. No, but, uh, but luckily, yeah. So then. And and then and the sad part about that is also for not for my story for your story is that it happened really early in the school year so then you basically had to deal with that atmosphere and that ambiance for the entire rest of the year till June and until you could redo things over the summer or well the first year I actually it was it was like what is called a temporary contract with not knowing when the person's going to return so at maternity that point, leave pardon was it a maternity or it like was, an injury she or? was on sick leave so. Oh, okay. Okay. Leak for her parents not for herself so she could come back at any time and then i would just be booted out so i didn't even feel like setting anything up Ooh, i had no idea sense. when i would leave but then yeah. when she didn't come back that full year and then i got hired back onto the position again the principal mm-hmm. was like you know what it doesn't sound like she's gonna come back like do the classroom it's still hers but like set it up the way you would like to which Okay. did I had more stuff up the second year and I made it more of my own I added flexible seatings and like things to like make me feel comfortable even though it wasn't my classroom but now, yeah but the thing is the, the 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 pro is she had a ton of things which was great because I didn't have to like get resources but now that I yeah. went to my own classroom I was like empty I was like oh god I have to pay for a lot of resources yeah, so that's another strange thing that I heard is that teachers actually have to pay for a lot of that stuff, right? People just assume that the schools give yeah, it to you or they, no. they compensate it for you, but they don't really do that, do nope. they? Not a single, I that's mean, sad. like resources as in like worksheets and like yeah. things that need to be, we have to re- we have to find those ourselves. And sometimes it's like, oh, there's like a American website and it's American dollars. So I pay everything mm-hmm. in American money, but I need it like. It's what I, I need to teach. I need to teach to my students. I can't just like give them a textbook and then a notebook and be like, copy this down and write it. So, yeah, it's it's sad that the expectation has fallen into the teachers to do this sort of thing. When when really, if the if the school bulk buys everything for all the classes, for the most part, they could probably save a lot of money rather than having each teacher go out there hunting for what they need and, and it's going to staple or going to Amazon or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's like for quality stuff, it's definitely yeah, price. For every even in the classroom, it's blank. Like the only thing that you get are desks and chairs and your teacher desk. Everything else, decoration wise, and like posters mm-hmm. and bulletin boards, and like for my classroom, I have um, like I said earlier, like flexible seating and does that mean like a couch and stuff? Is that what that means? Couch, like little I have a chair. rug, I have a high chair, I have a wobbly chair, right. I have like stools. Have... What's a wobbly chair? That doesn't sound very safe. It's it's like a chair that kind of it's like sturdy at the bottom, but you can move back and forth with it. It it's okay, so like a rocking chair. It's kind of <laughs> but it's not. It doesn't rock forward. It rock, rocks all three sixty five direction. Three hundred sixty five. That's an extra five degrees. I like that. Three hundred. <laughs> I put down three hundred sixty five. <laughs> 
I thought it's 360, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's 365. Well, it's, yeah, yeah, anyway, man, it's fine. It's fine. It's a long day. It's, <laughs> it's a weird, weird, time, weird time for everybody. You know why? It's because I've been using Office 365. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I use that too at work. Wow. Mash oh, both of things together. Yes, Office. Yeah, you get the point. You can I do a full... Th- I mean, you can technically do 365 degrees. It just you have to rotate again five extra degrees once you've done a full circle. So it's, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Thank you for that. like people who go snowboarding do 1080s and stuff. So it's it's all it's all realistic numbers. <laughs> Thanks. So all right. So yeah. So you got you. I mean, luckily your principal told you that you could do that. But yeah, it must have been really awkward because then you wouldn't know. Hey, is this teacher coming back next week? In a month? In three months? Am I? Am I? Do I waste the time yeah. to get to know these kids and really build bonds and relationships if they're going to be snatched yeah. snatched away from me in like a month? So that can be really tough lingering on that. So then you did that. The next year was a little bit more solidified, but still she could have come back at any point. Yep. Then then is after that is finally when you got um, a long-term contract yeah, or is that when you moved to a different school? Yeah, so I moved in. So I could not, there was no positions available for a continuing contract in that school. Mm-hmm. Like technically mm-hmm. I could have, um, like the teacher still didn't come back the third year, which is this year in that same yeah. classroom. But because I was in a different category, I could no longer um, um, apply for that position because it was in a lower pay grade. So I was bumped okay. up to a not no no actually no that was me studying. But like I I could no longer um, apply for that position. Okay. Because of my contract. Right. Talking about huh. my principal, the same yeah. principal that I had in the first school, which is called let's call it JP. Um, okay. It was it was in that school. He was in that school for two years, and then as soon as I moved to this new school, let's call it W, um, okay. he became my new principal yet again. Oh, so he's following you around, following then. me around, and it was so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> should get a restraining order on this guy. I should, or I, I assume it's a guy. I don't know. I shouldn't have assumed that. Sorry, I didn't hear you. I was talking over you. I said I said I shouldn't have assumed his uh, the principal's gender. It could have been a female. It's okay. There's plenty of principal females. Okay, I've had I've had um someone else also joke about the fact that he's been following me around. <laughs> was it him? Was it himself? No, it was. <laughs> that would be that would be even funnier if he's aware <laughs> of the situation. He did, but also, nice. uh, yeah. I've had people be like, "Wow, your your principal's just he just loves you so much." He's you awesome. should try one more time and see what happens. <laughs> no. <laughs> just if because if the, like twice can be a, once or twice can be a coincidence the third time uh-uh he's following that's definitely sure, intentional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's a different it's a it's a different type of getting followers it's the <laughs> type that people don't really want usually you just want that on instagram or something but in real life it's a little bit different yeah you might have to get the courts involved if it happens yeah. again so okay so speaking of speaking of your transition so recently you transitioned uh to a different uh type of learning facility do you want to talk about that oh boy man Honestly, I cannot wait until the day we can go back to teaching in person because online teaching with grade fours especially is very, very tough. And it, mm-hmm. a lot of the, these kids don't know how to use a lot of the resources that like just signing up, for example, logging into their a Hotmail or what's it called, their Outlook. They're like, I don't yeah. know. I'm like, dude, this is your email and this is your password. Log in. They're like, what is my password? I'm like, I just gave you your password. And then the funny part is parents are getting more stressed and just like going, why, why are we using this? Like blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I was talking to one of my coworkers. I'm like, it's probably because your kid is like this at school 
And it's the same exact thing at home that he's that they're doing right now. That's why they're driving you off the walls. But I'm just I've seen some of these parents memes during during the coronavirus issue where they're like, oh, my God, like we have to teach our own kids things. And they're like freaking out to try to teach their one or two children that they have when now. And then some of them are like appreciating how much the work teachers actually do to have a classroom of like 25, 30, yeah. 35 kids. And then and then having like independent strategies for different types of learners within that group and and all that different stuff. So I, I think in, in some way they're they're a like a, there's a group of them that are complaining that they have to do it to teach their own children, which I mean should be like your primary job as a parent in reality is to teach your teach your child what they need to know to survive. And then the other thing is there all the other ones are like oh my god we truly appreciate what teachers have done now like we didn't know before. Like yeah, so it's it's a funny little yeah. spectrum. So now, so you st- so you started this school just this year, is that correct? Yes, I have. So in September. This, yeah, this school is um a a public school again, but it has a pretty unique program, which is called the bilingual program. Um, mm-hmm. and I teach the English part of the bilingual program, and the other language that the students are learning is Mandarin. So oh. I have. There is technically how it works is half the school is the bilingual program and the other half the school is just a neighborhood program. And so we have it from kindergarten all the way to grade five. And mm-hmm. we have two divisions. So for example, let's say, for example, I have division A and my other teacher has the Mandarin teacher has division B. And every day these students rotate from my class to her classroom so that we can teach both of them. So technically, I have yeah. two sets of classes, which is 42 students that I teach in a day. And I have to write 42 print, uh, uh, report cards. And they just rotate through the different blocks of the day, right? Well, they well, how because they're younger. We have, like, for example, I'll have Division A from morning until before lunch. And then I'll mm-hmm. have, div- like, Division B from lunch until the next day um yeah, the next day's lunch right yeah yeah that makes sense yeah and so so is it sort of similar because i grew up um in in the delta school district i don't know what number that is and i, I was i was fortunate enough to be participating in french immersion because my parents wanted to give me a leg up in in living in canada and it's a little bit easier i guess to get government jobs or, or jobs in general maybe to have extra languages so they always put me into this uh they put me into french immersion from kindergarten actually my brother had late immersion from grade six mm. so his french wasn't as solid i guess as mine um, but he, but then again, he also did live in Montreal for a while, for a few years. So that probably helped because um, I think um, fully immersing yourself really does make a huge difference rather than just learning from books and from doing like a couple hours a day type of thing. But it's a really neat experience because you build those bonds with those with those same crew that you're going all the way from K to grade seven with. Yeah, uh, actually, even some of them into high school as well. If you go to the same high school. Yeah, yeah. And then you build that camaraderie and it's it's a pretty it was a cool environment i remember one of the fun stories is that whenever we had a recess or a lunch break we would be into soccer a lot so we would have uh, the frenchies versus the english people <laughs> playing like soccer soccer matches out in the field and i remember the frenchies would win like nine out of ten times i don't know why maybe we were more like worldly i guess so we were like enjoyed soccer more or football as they say and i remember most of the time i was the goalie for the french team too so that was kind of my so uh, good is your french um, so the funny story is because I lived in Chile for a year. I also did a, a year of service, as you mentioned earlier, but I, I did it in, in South America in Chile. And so when I lived there, um, all of when I learned Spanish on the fly, like while I was there fully immersed in that culture, a lot of what I noticed, a lot of the Spanish tended to uh, overlap with my French. And also like now when I think of 
speaking in French, I have to go through Spanish to get there. Like mm. if I'm looking for a particular word, I have to say, okay, wait, no, that's the Spanish version. The French version is this. So it feels like it overwrote some of the stuff, but I can, um, yeah. So like if I'm reading French, I can do that. Okay. I've lost a little bit of the accent since I haven't practiced a lot, but if I'm like, um, listening to French, I can still understand it pretty well. It seems still somewhat natural, but I would say I still feel, even though I only did one year uh, of Spanish learning and immersion, and then I did 13 years of French immersion in school, I still feel like the Spanish I somehow have a deeper understanding of because it, they, yeah, it's overpowering and have a deeper understanding because I can, I, I was able to have really good conversations like that. Oh, I see. So do you, th do you think your Spanish is stronger than your French right now? I truly believe so, yeah. I think it's just pressure as well. Maybe it could be a big difference. Maybe. Maybe it's but, yeah, like I'd... experiencing it, like being immersed, yeah, like you said, in the culture makes it uh, easier to like connect to it than like in a textbook or like a book. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Man, and then so, so um, last question before I let you go um, is I want to talk quickly about how uh, this uh, COVID issue has changed the landscape of, of teaching. We touched on it very briefly earlier, but I wanted to see if you could touch on real quick um, how it sort of impacted your job and also communication with the students. Yeah, it's um, it was really tough because they told us, well, we found out that the schools would be shut down when we were on spring break. And so mm -hmm. they told us not yeah, to worry that. about anything or plan anything until we got back. And so, mm -hmm. which would be like after spring break, which was, I think, four weeks ago now, if I'm not April. Um, it would be April 1st or something, no? Something like that? Around April, 1st of April, near the 1st of April? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, <clears throat> excuse me, again. So they were like... You didn't warn me this time. I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> you said not to warn you this time. I know, that's true. That's my bad. That's my fault. <laughs> this is COVID night knockout. Just kidding. Um. So we got back, We when we got back, everyone was like frantically trying to figure out what to do because a lot of teachers are like planners and so they had no idea what to do. So it is. it was really tough trying to figure out how to teach in a way where it was like meaningful because like online teaching is very hard because we're, we talk all the time when we're in class and explain things and typing it out or recording ourselves was is very different and working from home for me my home is my home so I had to make it now a space where I work and it's very yeah. difficult and I'm also like trying to like my room right now is like my bedroom my workspace my workout space my like so many different space that it's all trades yeah it's it's just hard um and as communicating with students now it's become a lot easier because they're they've they've got used to it's like a routine so they're they're aware of where we're going but initially it was all over the place and we got bombarded with questions and parents calling and emailing and showing their frustration and it's it was a very chaotic transition even for our office yeah, yeah. so what 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 format do you guys use i assume you're not on zoom right no we're not zoom is not allowed in our district yeah i didn't think so we have to use any office microsoft uh, okay. office stuff so we use teams office teams microsoft teams. yeah and then um their outlook email and just like other comp like supplementary tools like epic reading for work on their reading khan academy academy for math and 
So wait, how does Teams? I thought you had to have. Uh, I thought you had to be on the organization to have uh, access to Teams because we use that at our, at our office, and some of our, our after school programs as well as our youth programs have been trying to pivot to do more outreach work and do this, um, not e learning but like distance sort of programming rather, uh, just being able to keep in touch with everyone. And we found that we couldn't use um, at least the version of Teams that we had because mm-hmm. you had to have like a an email that belonged to someone who worked at the organization to be able to use it. But do they have now a, a thing where like you can send a link out and join through the link? Or? So all of our students have a district email and a password. Oh, so we okay. invited so them, we created a class and then we invited them where we created like a, yeah. So that solves that issue. So I'm not crazy because I, I totally, so people at my office think that you can use it, but I, I did a bunch of research. I don't think you can use it. So yeah, they have- And then we also we also banned Zoom as well for organization. At first they were using it, but now we're moving on to other things. A couple like Skype, the Skype Meet Now or the, the Google Hangouts Meet Now work really well. And then I found another website that's similar to Zoom. It's called Jitsi. Mm-hmm. It also we've used before. It's, it's pretty useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, so our after school programs and our youth programs have kind of joined forces a little bit to try to help because they're sort of similar in terms of their age programming. Those mm-hmm. are all for those are for the grade one to six mostly, and we're um I handle the grade eights and twelves, which mm-hmm. is my youth work. So we've been trying to find a way to keep them engaged with with us with the organization with the community but obviously doing it from afar so i I totally can see what you mean by how it's it's been a bit of a challenge to to find find like you said um intentional and and like good programming to to provide for for these folks yeah and it's also hard i mean i i'm i i'm struggling and i am like don't have i'm not married nor do i have kids at home so it's like i'm just working and I'm finding it hard. So I can't imagine families with like multiple kids and the parents are working and they have to help their kids. Like that's a lot of stress. Like usually parents are like, God bless. I can drop my kids off at school and go do work or just be by myself. But it's not like, it's not the case, right? The kids are always there and they're like, I don't know how to do this. I need help. And the parents like, man, I can work. Like, is it also seven hours a day? Do you guys do full, full hours? Like, no, 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 no. Was it, was it like three hours, four hours, two well, hours? What's the situation? Technically, technically. Yeah. I mean, my um, co-teacher and I have been going uh, uh, like a little bit more hours, but mm-hmm. we have technically an hour a day. So which is five hours per week, plus two okay. hours of physical health that they're supposed to do. And they can do okay. it anytime within the day. So it's not supposed to look like a classroom, but then... Mm-hmm. We also, a lot of parents asked for additional things. So for example, silent reading does not fall within that hour because that, mm-hmm. that, that itself is like a 15 to 20 minute work, right? So, and then we have like supplementary activities. So the- You can assign those as homework, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so that would be for homework. And then like the actual work that they have to submit and the teaching that we do, and we, we, we meet with them- and in teams via like small groups mm-hmm. teach them um video chatting that's an hour but i mean that's very that's very reasonable i was worried that you had to do like four to six hours of online i mean i don't know how you can keep attention of the kids online for that long one hour is super reasonable i think but then because we do it within small groups i do it obviously for the the whole day because i'm right. i'm like meeting with different groups it's just for them, it's an hour. And for me, it's a regular for time because I'm like constantly like checking my email, my checking my teams, answering questions, meeting with groups. So it, it's more of a headache than 
being in class, to be honest. <laughs> oh, for sure. And you don't have that natural flow like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Well, that's. I think that was very insightful. I do thank you for your time. I knew. I know you have to get going, so we'll definitely um, stop now. But I'd love to maybe have you back one day in the future, maybe right. in a few years once you've gotten your energy back um, from all this. Best of luck, and thanks again for doing what you're doing. Really appreciate it, uh, both both being with me right now and also um, taking this time to to really care for our next generation. Thank you for having me on your. Um... A K1 and Friends podcast. Yeah. I forgot to mention that at the beginning. That's the name of this thing for now. <laughs> okay, cool. So we'll play us uh, out with a little bit of titanium from Sia. Uh, Sia, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Is titanium even that strong? I don't know. <laughs>